just like to say hello and apologize for the double intro you'll be hearing. Had a little technical difficulty when the episode started. So because of that, you'll hear the introduction twice. Uh, so I apologize. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Thank you so much. All right. How's it going today, guys? My name is JR and welcome to Bruins Talk. I'm here with my... How's it going today, guys? Welcome to Bruins Talk. My name's JR. I'm here with my co-host, Boris. Want to go ahead and say hi, man. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good, man. How about you? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Got a little break from work here because, you know, COVID. So. Yeah, I know how that is. My store a couple times has had that issue, so I understand where you come from completely. So we got a little bit of a packed show today. Not too much, but we got a few things to talk about, uh, about our fellow Boston Bruins. Um, so I'm just going to take it right in. Uh, so how are you feeling about the Bruins a quarter way through the season now, Boris? So as far as I'm concerned, what we've seen the past couple games from them doesn't matter. They were an absolute buzzsaw before they started having these stoppages due to COVID. So I'm feeling confident about the team. I definitely think, you know, they should try to make a trade, try to make a push for a cup, because if we're being honest, uh, that uh, window for a cup is closing very quickly. Yeah, and I agree with you. You know, uh, we got some young guys that are coming up from Providence and everything like that, like Jackson, Nika, Trent Frederick, Jakob Saboro. But I mean, a lot of the guys are aging. You know, you just saw last night, David Krejci got hurt. Uh, Matt Grizzlick's still out. He can't, got rushed back. He's hurt still. And don't know what's going to happen with him. Pasta finally is back from his injury and was doing good and has kind of disappeared a little bit, I should say. But I think he's going to get back on track. But, yeah, I think uh, I think a trade should be happening soon, I would hope, you know, because Berge and Krejci and Marshy are getting up there in age. You know, Bergeron's, what, 34, 35. Marshian's like, 32. Krejci's, like, 33 or 34. And, yeah, the window for a cup is closing soon. I mean, 2019, that should have happened, but I'm already over it and done with. But, uh, yeah, I, I honestly agree with you. I mean, the COVID stoppages and everything like that going on really sucked, but it just takes a little bit of time to get back in the swing of things. You know, we got the game in Lake Tahoe against the Flyers coming up next week, and I think uh, they're going to have a nice little bounce back. But going on off, off of that, I know we're going to get into a topic that you just love to talk about, and it's going to be your favorite player. Um what do you think about uh, Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak? Uh, I think the goalie play, for the most part, has been consistent. It's been good enough to win. Um, believe it or not, I don't really think the goalies have really been any of the issues uh, recently when it comes to not winning games. I think it's it's just the offense is having trouble producing, honestly. I mean... Yeah, I mean, touch on that. It's like, you know, we we have the, how's they like to call it, the perfection line. And I don't like when they call it that don't, because. Don't call it that. Exactly. It that. It's, you know, they all call it that. And it's, it's not, it's not the perfection line. I mean, when you have one like three headed monster of a line and then your other three lines can't score, I mean, kind of sucks. But, you know, Cassidy was uh, moving the lines around last night. Unfortunately, like I said, Krejci got hurt. But, you know, they shifted to DeBrusque to uh, Bergeron and Marshy's line, and they moved Pasta down to Krejci's line. Um, partially in place because of uh, Andre Kasha still being out. Still questionable about that. See when he's going to come back. Great trade. Yeah, amazing trade. I mean, the guy had a lot of promise, and, you know, he was buzzing around the, on the ice in the playoffs, but just 
couldn't get one to go in and he was doing well up until he got hurt. But uh, yeah, I, I honestly think, you know, Rask, Rask isn't doing that bad. I mean, could honestly work on a little bit. Yarrow's doing pretty good as well. Say the same thing. He could do a little bit more. But honestly, when you don't have like a great defense and when your offense isn't scoring, uh, it's going to bring a little bit of problems. And, you know, to touch on that defense, like with Matt Grizzlick being gone, you know, Kevin Miller still not being that great. And then you have John Moore slotting in. Um, it's kind of worrisome. But uh, what do you think about the defense? Do you think they should be giving the younger guys a chance? Start throwing uh, Connor Clifton in a little bit more? Maybe Erho Vakainen? Or what do you think? I've I've actually really liked the um, six that they've played the majority of the year. Uh, defense has been absolutely fantastic. I think it's honestly been a net gain losing Chara and um, Krug and slotting in uh, Kevin Miller, who's been healthy and letting McAvoy be the alpha dog of the blue line. Dude, and he's quarterbacking the power play too. I mean, you can you can really see uh, the difference between uh, the Chara defensive pairing with McAvoy and then the McAvoy uh, Lozon pairing. Lo- McAvoy's getting into the rushes. He's actually coming up from the blue line, you know. Back when Chara was here, he was having to basically take over for Chara and do two men's work for one person. I mean, I love I love Big Z. I miss him. I'm glad he's doing well in Washington. But you can see the changes in what's going on with the defense. You can see Chucky getting up there. You can see when Grizzly was healthy. He was having a role in the power play. He was slotting in where Krug was. Um, you know, you'll see a difference. You know, Brandon Carlo. Brandon Carlo's been playing fantastic, in my opinion. Um, Connor Clifton, I wish we'd see more of him because that kid – that kid plays with grit, he plays with toughness, and he plays big, bad Bruins hockey, in my opinion. But um, what do you think about, you know, Jack Stadnika, Trent Frederick? Uh, I heard Greg McKaig and uh, Car- or Carson Kuhlman and uh, Jack Stadnika are making the trip to Lake Tahoe. So, um, as far as I'm concerned, the um, person that we should really be looking at on this team is um, Charlie Coyle. Because he has been absolutely invisible oh, the yeah. entire year. He has four points. And that's right after he got a nice little extension. And I don't think people are really holding him to the standard that he should be held to. And it's kind of just gone under the radar that he has just, like I said, invisible. He's been useless all year. Four points. He has two goals, two assists. And that's just not going to cut it. I mean, yeah, and we brought in Craig Smith in free agency to pair with him because Craig Smith, he's a shooter. He likes to shoot the puck. He handles the puck well. He glides on the ice great, and he's got more points than Charlie Coyle. I mean, I love Coyle. I think he's a great player. He showed up every single time in the playoffs, but so far he's been pretty invisible. And, I mean, it might be a little bit worrisome, but then again, you know, it is a shortened season. You know, not a lot of time to get the wheels rolling. You know, it was a shortened training camp. It was only, like, what, 10 days? To prepare for the first game. We had a couple back-to-backs, but I think Coyle's going to pick it up. I mean, I honestly think we should probably tr- maybe trade for somebody to put around Coyle because the way Smith's playing, I like Smith's game. He hasn't scored many goals. I believe it's two goals at the moment. He's got five points total, so I believe it's two goals, three assists. But, you know, Trent Frederick, I think if they can get him to puck more and he can get more shots on goal, I think we're going to see that line overturn, and I think there's going to be a lot of scoring coming from them. I have enjoyed watching uh, Frederick. He's really brought an energy to the team. I like seeing him fight. He 
seems to um, really hold his own. Didn't he fight? Um, didn't he fight Wilson? He fought Tom Wilson and he fought um, Lemieux, Brendan Lemieux, the other night in New York. Yeah, and uh, Wilson's a—that's a nasty man, and he held his own with that guy. So that was that was really fun to watch. That was that was a good fight, and you know, uh, you know, PK Subban on the Devils has been talking a lot of uh, trash about Frederick, and you know, he kept on saying, "Oh, let's go, let's go," and you know, last night in the Devils game. He wanted it. Trent Frederick wanted it, and PK just acted like a little diva and dove when Trent just gave him a little shove. Threw yeah. like literally just threw his glove off, threw his stick, acting like he got like completely manhandled when Trent Frederick just barely bumped him. And it's like, come on, man! Like you've been saying, you've been like talking on his back. You've been saying, "Oh, you don't want it. You don't want it. I'm, I'll give it to you. I'll give you the business." Trent Frederick really is in his kitchen, as he likes to say. Yeah, he he went. He went um back to his Canadian stays with uh, that flop there last night. Acting like a little diva. Acting like a soccer player, if I do say so myself. And this is going to be a big topic of discussion. Um, we knew this was coming for many years. Uh, knew when Chara left. Um, what do you think about our new captain, Patrice Bergeron? Oh, what is there uh, not to like about Patrice Bergeron? You know, just doing what the captain does year after year. Right now, he's leading the team in points. Now, I don't expect that to stay that way. Because, you know, oh, Pasternak, yeah. Pasternak's going to end up getting all the goals eventually. He's going to heat up. And then Marshan just does his does his thing. And he's Marshan just, does nah, Marshan things. Yeah, he's nasty when he gets into it. The Dude, like the, moves. the first ship in overtime, or the first shift in overtime in the uh, first New York Islanders, or not Islanders, uh, New York Rangers game. You know, first shift in overtime, he got the puck from Chucky off the boards, breakaway, did a little nice little move, and scored the game-winning goal. I mean, what more could you ask for from Martian? But, you know, I think Bergie's a great captain. I think he shows all signs of leadership that have been there for 14 years when Char was captain, when he was just drafted in 2003. You know, he's been in our system for 16, 17 years now, and I couldn't ask for more. You know, I've been a lifelong Patrice Bergeron fan, and... I'm just so happy he's our captain. But uh, moving on, what do you think about the front office? What do you think needs to change? Who do you think needs to go? Who do you think should come in? you think they should take a little bit of power away from Jacob? Or do you think Jacob should take a little bit of power away from a couple people? Do you think Neely should have more power? Do you think Sweeney should have more power? You know, I think the obvious answer is that they clearly need to trade for Sidney Crosby. Oh, definitely. You know, uh, I'll give him, you know, Greg McKaig and uh, maybe a, a goalie from Providence if, you know, I do so, or if I say so myself. Did you um hear on Felger and Maz last night, they were talking about, well, Maz specifically was talking about trading David Pasternak. Pasternak for Sidney Crosby. But he wouldn't give up Carlo. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to make a move for Crosby, I mean, we're not going to. That's unrealistic. But if you're going to move a move, make a move for Crosby, David Pasternak is going to get the job. Not going to get the job done. You're going to need a couple players and possibly a draft pick or maybe a prospect. But um, I honestly, I'm not a Penguins guy, but I love Sidney Crosby as a player. And I, if he was ever on the Bruins, that would have been crazy. But, you know, I think uh, I think trades need to happen. You know, I think we need to have a better off season this year coming up. Make the playoffs or not, I really think a better off season needs to happen because all we really did was sign Craig Smith. And, I mean, 
Craig Smith's a heck of a player. He's a 20-goal scorer every year. I mean, he didn't reach 20 last year because the stoppage of play and everything like that. But I think if we can get a couple more um, scoring players and maybe a defenseman, we re- I honestly, in my opinion, we should have signed a left defenseman. But, you know, I trust Don Sweeney. I trust Cam Neely um, to get the job done. I mean, I like what we have so far. I know there's going to be rough patches. I know we're going to struggle a little bit. I know it's going to be a little bit sluggish, but I'm confident in our ownership and I'm confident in our front office to get the job done when needed. I mean, nobody expected us to reach the Stanley Cup Finals in 2019. At the beginning of 2019, we had a slump. We were losing game after game, and then we just picked up the pace going into, like, the playoff push, and it carried through, you know. I think that series with Toronto really made a difference. Each time we played Toronto, it's been a close series. Both are great teams, and, you know, they both have great talent. But we're going to have to be able to beat teams like the Islanders, and we're going to be able to beat teams like the Devils, day in, day out, if we want to win the Cup. Because beating good teams, yeah, that's one thing. But losing to bad teams constantly, that's another thing that we need to work on. And honestly, you know, I think we can fix it. There's a lot of time left. But uh, and now, now going on. what makes you so confident in the front office? I have faith in Don Sweeney. I mean, he's made, I will say this, he's made some stupid moves. I think uh, I think the Andre Kasha trade was a little bit uh, premeditated. And I think it was a little bit premature. Um, you know, great kid, great player. I honestly thought him and David Krejci pairing together would have been insane, but, you know, it didn't really work out. But there's one trade a lot of fans didn't like at first yesterday, or not yesterday, but last year. And I think it's starting to, like, overturn the Nick Ritchie trade. I like this guy's game a lot. As far as he goes, he's uh, he's just a nice big fat body to just stand right in front of the net and have a <laughs> have a puck go off his ass into the net. I mean, dude, he's playing very well five on five. He's playing really good on the power play. He's even played really good on the penalty kill. It's pretty crazy. Like a lot of fans were hating on him and like saying, "Oh, Nick Ritchie, get this bum out of here." But I think he's really shown fans that if you let him play his game, he's good. Like, he was the leading scorer on our team, like, the first four games. Like, it's pretty crazy. He was getting a goal night in, night out. He was almost – he was basically a point-a-game guy. You know, I'm liking it. I'm liking from what I've seen from him. Now, I, I don't know if good is the term I'd use for Nick Ritchie. I think he's a serviceable player, and, you know, he's just – he's doing what he does well right now. He's doing his job. Yes. And I mean, I think, I, I honestly think, you know, he could play a little bit better, but I like what I'm seeing from him right now. And to be honest with you, I would, if, you know, I think he's a free agent next year. If we really needed a bigger body and we couldn't pay the person we needed, I would take Richie back for another year, but I would like to see him produce a little bit more in the points and goals, um, assists. And I would really like to see him just have a great season overall. I, I just really want to win the cup, you know, and if he can help us in the playoff push and help us win a cup, then that's fine with me. I mean, last year he did some dumb things in the series against Tampa and it cost us. But if we can correct those mistakes, I think we're going to have a better shot this year, at least in my opinion. I mean, of course, everybody wants to win the cup, but as a Bruins fan, you should know it's just not realistic. Oh, I know. It's like the Bruins are Bruins are always going to be there, and then they're always going to choke. 
just like they did it's in 2013. Set us up for happiness. But, you know, I mean, it's okay. We can't all have a Tim Thomas out-of-body experience. You know, Tuca just doesn't have that in him. That I mean, Tuca doesn't have, you know, Tim Thomas in 2011, Conn Smythe winning, standing on his head every single second of the game, making insane saves. But, I mean, it could be better. Yeah, I mean... These past few games, they've been a little bit off, but uh, just need to pick up the pace. And honestly, I think we're a little bit away from winning the cup, which, you know, it's going to take a little bit. I think that, but give it a few years. We get the young kids in the system. We get them going. I think we have a better shot this year. I don't know. I honestly don't know how far we'll get, but if we win the cup, so great. If we don't make the playoffs, a lot of improvement. If we make the playoffs and our early exit, we know what we need to work on. And hopefully they take that to account and just really praying they do something big for us this next season because it's getting, it's a little bit hard. Yeah, I do not see them competing for the Cup this year in any stretch of the imagination. They There's just too many good teams. In Toronto's look decent. Montreal has taken a huge step. Uh, and then, you know, Tampa's just a buzzsaw. I mean... Tampa's Tampa. They've always been a good team. Now, just going to say I don't like that team, but I'm going to be the first person to admit they've got talent. They have great talent on that team, and they're a championship-caliber team. I would not be surprised if they go back-to-back this year, to be honest with you. And like you said, you know, Toronto? Toronto has a good team. They have, they really have a good team. You know, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Alexander Kerfoot, like... Another name that's like a lot of people are like, oh, Kerfoot's not that good. He's stepped up a lot lately. You know, John Tavares has been playing pretty well, but I see what they've been missing. Their defense is still lacking a little bit, but I still think they have a team that can compete. I wouldn't say they're going to be a cup contender this year, but if they can get the right coach, I think they're going to be set up for success very soon. And the way they're playing this year is pretty unreal. But like you said, Montreal, Montreal, oh my God, they are, they look deadly. I mean, they've lost some stupid games, but when they're on, they're on and they look unstoppable when they're on. Yeah. They, there's just a lot of talent on that team. It's really, it's, it's a good story because they were, they've been so bad for so years. Long. Years and years. I mean, I think I think that Tyler Toffoli signing and that Anderson trade, I think that's what kind of shifted it and shaped it. A little bit off topic, but um, did you hear the Colorado player talking about um, playing on Lake Tahoe? No, I didn't. He, I forget who it was, but I was listening to the radio the other day, and they played the audio. And he, he was talking about how excited he was to – play on Lake Tahoe because he's never uh, skated on a lake before and, um, <laughs> and and the interviewer was like you're you're not playing on the lake he's like what he's like yeah you're playing next to it and just the pure disappointment he, he just screamed no I, I no. felt so I felt so sad for him because the way they were explaining it when they were talking about the Lake Tahoe uh outdoor game was like it made they made it sound like they're gonna be playing on the lake and that's what a lot of players were probably led to believe that they'd actually be playing lake tahoe hockey like pond hockey but i mean if you did you see the pictures of the rink and like the way it's set up it looks 
beautiful. It looks awesome out there. And I'm really excited to watch these Lake Tahoe games. Like, extremely excited. Because we didn't get a Winter Classic. We didn't get a Stadium Series. This is the next best thing for a Winter Classic or Stadium Series, in my opinion. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun watch. It's, it's going to be something different. A little bit of an event-type game for the COVID era. So, Oh, yeah. And COVID's going to be tuning into both games. Yeah, and it's the the Knights and the Avalanche, and then the Flyers and the Bruins. Um, quick weird question: You think we're gonna be rocking the uh, reverse retros this week, or have have they worn the reverse retros yet? Not once. I hope. I want to see those things. I love those things. Those things crack are sexy. Those are sexy jerseys. Yes, the Crack Bear, Meth Bear that everybody knows and loves is back. And if you guys have not seen those jerseys in person. Or I've just seen pictures online. I will tell you, the one I have, the Patrice Bergeron one, it looks impeccable in person. It looks amazing, and I just can't wait to see the actual team wearing on ice. Like, it's gonna look, I think, sexy as hell. Yeah, I, I cannot wait for those to be worn on the ice. It's it's gonna be different. They'll stick out a little more than just a normal, mostly black jersey. Oh yeah, the mostly black, or you know, our mostly black alternate that we wear are white and yellow and black but i'm um, going back to like the trades we were talking about earlier um if you had to take a couple off your head a couple players names who you'd like to see us trade for who and who would it be and what would you give up if you're don sweeney I'm gonna be honest i know it's unrealistic like i said but i'd offer anything to pittsburgh for Sidney crosby besides the front three and Charlie McAvoy. I would give, I honestly would give them Brandon Carlo. Um, to be honest with you, I wouldn't mind giving up DeBrusque. I like DeBrusque, great guy, great player. But I would give them DeBrusque. I would give them Carlo. I would even give them somebody like Matt Grizzlick for Sidney Crosby. I really would because that guy is insane. I, I'd give an absolute haul for that guy. I would, too. I mean, you know, there's those were names uh, tossed around last year, like Kyle Palmieri. What do you think about that? I mean, he looks incredible, and he's on a horrible Devils team. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm for any player that can help. Because, like I said, they, they cannot waste this window. And as far as I'm concerned, they just do not have enough. We need scoring depth. We need it badly. And it's like... You see, the people will say, like, oh, we do have scoring depth. Look, DeBrus scored, or look, uh, you know, Krejci scored. And Krejci hasn't even scored one goal this season yet. But people always say, we have scoring depth. You're looking at the first and second line. Think of the third and fourth line. Charlie Coyle has two goals, two assists. You know? Yeah, in theory, we could have great scoring depth. Uh, Craig Smith has, yeah, and then Jack Stanika has one goal. We sent him down to Providence for conditioning. Now we brought him back. It's like we have depth, but they're not scoring. And we need to make a move. I mean, a player like Vertinan would help as well. Um, Palmieri, Sidney Crosby. Dude, even if we made a move for Jake Gensel, I'd give a couple, I'd give a pick and a player for Jake Gensel from Pittsburgh. I mean, just anything to help would be amazing because we need it and we need it badly and we need it ASAP. Because if we want to make a run anytime soon, that's all part of it. Defense, defense and goalies can't carry you the whole entire way. Tim Thomas is one thing, but it's Tuukka Rask and Yaroslav Halak. I mean, 
neither of them combined are anywhere near what Tim Thomas was. I'm going to be honest with you, just kind of a random player. But I think they should get uh, Charlie Coyle's best buddy back, Marcus Johansson. Oh, Mojo. I those, would. Those two had instant chemistry together. I would take Marcus Johansson back. It was is he in Buffalo right now or? I think I'm he's in Buffalo. I think he right signed now. with Buffalo after we lost in the uh, cup or the cup finals. But um, I would take Mojo back. Another player that I was really interested in getting. He's a defenseman. Um, you may know his name. You know he's from Boston and everything like that. He's a Boston boy, you know. Bring another Boston boy in. But uh, Keith Yandel. Keith Yandel is another name that I would like to bring in because he is an offensive defenseman, and he puts points up and he puts goals up, but he's good. He's not the greatest, but he's good, he's solid, and he gets the job done. I think he's better than John Moore. But well, that doesn't take much. It really doesn't. I mean, John Moore, a great guy, but... God, he is not good at hockey. <laughs> um, Keith Yandel is one player. Um, if we're thinking maybe out west, I would probably maybe take somebody from Chicago. Um, I know well, Chicago's Kubel- been looking good. I don't know if they're exactly going to be in the selling mode. Yeah, I'm just thinking like uh, Carl Soderberg. I know he's an older player. Uh, older the one-eyed game. Swede. The one-eyed Swede. And... He's, he's still got some gas left in the tank, man. He's not bad. He puts points up. He puts he does put points up, and he is another leader. I mean, it wouldn't hurt. I mean, as long as he has more points than um, our $6 million four-point man. <laughs> Mr. Charlie Coyle, our seven-year, our seven-year extended $6 million four-point man. <laughs> we should get that out in the open. Not, not looking good right now. Not looking good at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Charlie Coyle does need some work um, done, but like I said earlier, I think he's going to pick it up, and uh, I think we're going to see a change. I think he's going to, I think he's going to pick it up. He just needs to put the time in, and he needs to just get out of his own head. I think he's in his head a little bit too much. I think the Bruins as a whole are trying to be too fancy. You notice when they're on the power play or just when they're five on five in the offensive zone, you're seeing it. They're just trying to be fancy with the puck. They're passing more than they should be. They should be shooting. They shouldn't be passing. I mean, I wish fans could be at the garden because you'd be hearing they'd be hearing them scream shoot on the power play. You'd be hearing them scream shoot when it's five on five. They just gotta get into that mentality. It's it's gonna help them in the long run. Bruins might be the most superstitious bunch of players in the league. And that's not an that's not an overstatement either. Superstitions are one thing, but good lord. This team, I love them. I love them a lot, but they need work, and they need work ASAP because something's got to be done. Have you ever heard DeBress talk about his pregame routine? Uh, once before, I didn't hear much of it. If if he's not doing good, he'll he'll start taking a different route to the rink and everything like that. He calls into the Toucher and Rich radio show because he thinks it's good luck before games. So yeah, his nice little faces he makes when he's walking into the arena. <laughs> yeah, his little walking is like, huh, huh. but um, all right. So, touch on a couple more things before we go for the day. Um, the big guy, the Rocket Richard, winning player from last year, our own boy, you know, Pasternak, David Pasternak, Mister Pasta. 
What do you think? What did you think about his return? I think he's been uh, fantastic since he came back. He's he got that hat trick there, which weren't you saying there was going to be a hat trick for him? Yeah, like you and me and Dom. It? I was saying in the group chat, I was saying we need a Pasternak hat trick. I was saying I need a Pasternak hat trick, not only for fantasy hockey reasons for one league I'm in, but uh, another reason is like I would just love to see like people. Be like, oh, Pasternak's not going to be the same coming off injury, you know. And what happened? He went out and scored a hat trick against, what, was it Philly? I think it was Philly in Philadelphia. He had hip surgery, right? That's what it was on? Yeah. He had a little hip surgery done. I don't blame people for saying he wasn't going to be the same. And you heard Butch uh, talk about uh, after the game, he's like, you know, I told him, you know, skating and everything is going to be there, but, you know, eye-hand coordination and – uh." Just being on the puck is going to take a little bit of time. And he's like, oh, ha, ha, did he fool me? Because ha, ha. he came in and just lit the lamp. I think he had six points in two games. I mean, that was crazy. That was just absolutely crazy how he was able to play like that. I mean, I think he's still going to be playing the same way come down the stretch. I think he probably might win the Rocket Richard this year. But then again, he's got a competition like Austin Matthews, who's just absolutely annihilating teams right now with the way he can score at will at any time. But um, we'll just talk about our uh, one of our last topics. Um, going back, what do you think the Bruins should have done differently in the offseason? Not only just bringing in Craig Smith, I know I touched on this a little bit. Is there anything else you think the Bruins should have done? Um, in free agency, or are you pretty content with the moves they made? I was relatively content with the moves that they made. I I liked that they didn't re-sign Krug. I liked letting go of Chara. I think they were all things that needed to be done. It, it needed to be done. I mean, Chara, he was a great captain. He was a great leader. I'm glad we were able to win him a cup. You know, it was awesome to see the tallest man in hockey lift the cup higher than it's ever been raised. But um, Chara was definitely a piece that needed to leave. Um, Krug, you know, great power play. You know, he quarterbacked the power play a lot, but just defensively wasn't the greatest. Um, I would take him back, though. Um, having second thoughts, I honestly would take him back because this team really does kind of miss Tory Krug and, like, the Tory Krug role. But other than that, I'm pretty content. I'm happy with Craig Smith. We all knew going into it, this is going to be a weird season. We all knew that it wasn't going to be a normal 82-game season. But honestly, I'm just glad we have hockey back. And, you know, football was great. Baseball is coming back soon. But nothing beats hockey season. You know, Football was fantastic. Football was fantastic, you know, minus uh, a couple things. But we won't. We won't talk about the Patriots right now because, uh, you know, I'm still a little bit heartbroken about my boy Tom Brady leaving. But uh, I'm glad uh, he was able to win a ring this year. And I, I believe and I know you are very, very happy that Tom Brady won a ring this year. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's our boy. But um, we'll just go on about one last thing. Um, what do you think needs to happen, like, in, like, the locker room, in, you know, in-game? What do you think the guys need to be doing? Like, do you think there needs to be, like, a captain's meeting that takes place to, like, kind of get the blood going? Or do you think it's pro- this season, win or lose, how many games is probably a wash? 
I, I really don't think anything needs to be done in the form of a captain's meeting or I, I don't think it's an effort thing with this team. I think Bruce always has the boys going. I just think they need to start shooting more, uh, stop passing up on looks. I, I think they're a good team, but they're, they're just not a cup winning team. And, you know, most teams aren't. So you just got to hope things fall your way, which, you know, in 2019, they did for the most part. And then you got to the game seven and you, you know, you, Blew it. Laid, an, you laid an egg. But uh, hockey, in, in terms of winning the big game, that's that's a lot of luck. It's 50-50. It's always luck because, I mean, you, you see it all the time. You have, like, the number one team in the league. They could be the highest scoring team in the league, literally ranked number one in the league. And they can go out and they could play. Like, I remember back in 2015, you know, Bruins were one of the worst teams in the league and they put up seven or eight goals on us on a team that was really good. You know, the Chicago Blackhawks after winning the cup in 2015, I think somebody dropped like six or seven on them. Like it's not always like favored in the side of somebody unless you're a team like Tampa, you know, they're always going to be good. I mean, unless they lose a lot of key players, which they re-signed, I don't know how, because, I mean, they looked like they were going to be in cap hell other than Nikita Kucherov going to limited time IR. But, you know, there's teams in this league that really can make a run. The one team I'm looking at that's in the West right now is Colorado. They've had some slip-ups, but I think Colorado, out of every team in this league, minus Tampa, I think they have the best shot to win the Cup this year. I don't know about you. Yeah, Colorado is... Colorado is great. They haven't really got in their groove yet. They're still, they they still need to get buzzing. But Colorado, as usual, has a great chance. I is is Kadri still on the Avalanche? Yes, he is. Yes, uh, he hasn't really played much this year. You know, uh, yeah, I hate that rat. <laughs> I I'm not a Kadri fan. Never liked him in Toronto. Always thought he was a dirty player. But I think he really did help the element of the avalanche um for what the avalanche got from toronto for that trade the avalanche absolutely fleeced the maple leaves i mean tyson berry and who was it, alexander kerfoot go to toronto and the avalanche get nazem kadri and i think it was a hl player or maybe a pick and i think toronto got absolutely fleeced because tyson berry left literally after one year tyson berry had won nothing to do with toronto um, he, he's doing all right on Edmonton. I mean, oh, dude, don't even get me started about Connor Mc, or Connor McDavid and, you know, Leon Dreisaitl and just the rest of the Oilers team. That team is buzzing, but they're losing, like, dumb games. Like, you would think games they have in the bag. Like, you would think they're winning them, but they end up losing somehow. But uh, I do want to end off on one little jab um, because, you know, I can't stand this team. Um, what do you think about uh, the Maple Leafs blowing another five, or another four goal deficit to a team? It's just poetic justice. It really is. I mean, it is poetic justice. That team, like I said, you know, they do have a good team, but they don't know they how to great team. Games. They don't know how to close games, and their goalie absolutely sucks. I mean, Freddie Anderson, honestly, he's garbage. I don't know what you're talking about. I think I think he's just an absolute fantastic player. You know, definitely doesn't have a uh, 
consistency to choke or anything like that. Just nothing of that ilk. Oh, yeah, nothing. I mean, like, it's not his fault, you know, they blew a four-goal deficit or anything like that. And then, you know, it's not his fault that uh, a player like Morgan Riley, supposedly one of the best defensemen in the league, um, completely looked off Austin Matthews in overtime for a one-timer from the le- from the right hash. And literally, it goes blocker side, and they, or, uh, they pick up the puck in their own zone, and here comes... Mr. Evgeny Dodonov, or Daddy, as he likes to be called, breakaway. Freddie Anderson looks one way. Evgeny goes one way. Game over. I mean, the Leafs did win the last two games, and then they did have a 5-1 lead on them again last night, but were able to pull it together and win 6-2, if I'm correct. You know, thank you, Mitch Marner, for getting me 10 points in fantasy. (laughs) I will say that. Thank you so much for that, because you helped me win my matchup this week. But uh, you know, I think uh, I think it's gonna be a good good rest of the hockey season. You know, I think it's gonna be a great rest of the year for the Bruins and teams alike. You know, I'm really inter- interested in seeing how the Avalanche do. I would really like to see how the Golden Knights do as well. Vegas has a good team right now, and I think but they really have- ugly helmets. Yeah, those Golden Helms are awful. Those buckets are awful. You know, I honestly think. Uh, I think there's a lot of teams in this league that have a chance, and there's a lot of teams that are kind of flying under the radar, if you know what I mean. Uh, the Blues, man. The Blues are actually looking all right. The Blues don't look bad this year. I don't want to talk about the Blues. I know. It's it's like Vietnam. It's like shell shock. But uh, looking at them right now, they do have an okay team, and they're not looking bad. I mean, they have a lot to improve on, but just like the Bruins, anything can happen, you know. It they literally have a midget 50, defenseman, 50. too. They do have a midget defenseman. His good old name's Tory Krug, number 47. I miss that little midget with our with our own other midget that we have on our team. I don't. You don't miss the little Brad Marchand, Tory Krug, uh, back and forth that you used to have on social media? Nope. Can't say I do. <laughs> Both of them are little grumpy elves. So he went. He went to the Blues like a little, little baby. Yeah. There you go. Of course, of all teams, he had to go to the Blues. You know, I was I was okay with him leaving. I had gone to a point like I know he's gone. I don't think we're gonna match his offer that he wanted. But uh, it was a little bit surprising to go to the Blues because I heard the Florida Panthers were a team that were basically close to signing him, and to go the second day of free agency to the Blues. That's a little bit uncomfortable, but uh, yeah. Uh, so that's going to basically wrap it up uh, for today's episode. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. Um, if you guys want to, you can go ahead and follow us on our social medias. Boris, you can go ahead and shout out your social media if you'd like yeah. to. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Tampa Connor. And you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Bergeron2Kasha. That's B-E-R-G-E-R-O-N-E-O-K-A-S-E. And you can also follow me on Instagram at the same at. And you can also follow our official Twitter page at Bruins Talk TTM on Twitter. And we also have an Instagram that we're in the process of making. It is the same exact username. Um, again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this podcast is being brought to you from Title Talk Media. I want to give a shout out really quick to our good friends Bryson and LB over at Title Talk. 
for making this happen. Thank you guys for this opportunity. Um, and thanks again for listening. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day.